Blog Any day now, honey. Shots a game, 20 shots a period. Ridiculous. Oh, boy, do I miss that dead Napoleon guy, huh? <laughs> oh, let me tell you, with AV, it's all gravy. That's what I say. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, <clears throat> well, I'm glad you're feeling better. I'm glad we were able to... Uh, Get back together here after after ten day. We took a little sabbatical there while you recovered from your various ailments. Yes, I was uh, all uh, all sinus infected, all um, bronchitis, all about uh, just disgusting uh, things coming out of every orifice. But now I'm back. And since I have a uh, lozenge in my mouth, I've gone back to old characters being brought back from the dead. <laughs> Next, we'll have 
Buddy from Holbrook. <laughs> buddy from Holbrook. Let's go between the the cheeks with that main ass old John Giannone. <laughs> between Sorry, the cheeks. Between the cheeks with that asshole, Giannone. <clears throat> where I don't even know where to begin. So little to talk about, so much time. Strike that. Reverse it. Unbel- just We've got four wins in a row. We've got the stadium series. We've got Ryan Callahan possibly, a week from now, might not be a New York Ranger, depending on who you're listening to. Reports were coming well, in over me, Twitter that there was, a, there was a debate on TSN tonight. Darren Drager said it's a coin flip. Callahan gets traded. Bob McKenzie says he believes Ryan Callahan will be traded. All right. Well, let's tackle the first thing. Let's tackle it. Let's weigh the pros. The pros of the Rangers trading Ryan Callahan are what? They will get something if he decides to walk at the end of the year. What will they get? That's the question. Will they get prospects? Will they get youth? No. 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 Okay. So you're saying that uh, uh, possibly goes to Buffalo. Buffalo's got some young players that I'm interested in. The the only way they get anything back is if is if they're able to trade him to somebody who's got a who who he'll agree to a contract extension with. That's the only way they get anything back. Well, he is the Rochester Rocket. He goes up. You know, he's upstate. That's close shuffles enough, off ain't the it? Buffalo. He shuffles off the Buffalo is what you're saying? Buffalo says they're not giving anything up, Cali fan 24 says. I say you're in denial, Cali fan, and I'll <laughs> tell you why. This Buffalo was run by a bunch of buffoons who make trades and things. For Christ's sake, they gave Thomas Vanek up for nothing. So, uh, listen, uh, you know, it'll, and Chris Stewart, you got to start with this guy. He follows the same trading regiment that I do. He'll be eating Orioles. He'll eat them out and so out of a job, this guy. He's not a good-conditioned athlete. So uh, I, I, I don't think that uh, – uh, so I, I don't think uh, – I don't want Chris Stewart. I'd say nay, nay. They have Martha Stewart. Yes, she's yes. I just hope that Callie goes oh, wait, to some place where I'm, I'm seeing. I, I, I have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I have, okay. I have something very important. Uh, Mark Stahl and his wife had a baby. Okay, back to what you were talking about. That's right. Bambino, her name is Anna. Anna. And by the way, Mark's brothers aren't doing too well tonight in Carolina. They're losing. I don't give a crap, Rosie. Well, I care about the Stahl family saga. I care about the New York Rangers. Jesus. Yeah. Listen, everybody's like getting crazy over Callahan's two goals last night. 
Listen, I love the guy. I'm not going to say it anymore. We all know it. We all love him. There ain't nobody dislikes him. It, but this is a business. And I'm not signing a 30-year-old guy who I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty convinced, isn't worth $6 million a year. He can bring all the intangibles you want, but if you're not going to get 25 to 30 goals in this league every year, you're not worth $6 million. You're not a playmaker. You certainly are not a playmaker. Uh, your finishing skills are a little bit in question. So why not? We've got to move on. We've got to move on. This is a business decision. We've got to take all the, the, the heart and the feelings we have for them and don't jump on your banters and your twitters and your, your booster on the ground page. You've got two goals. This is why we can't get rid of them. It's goal number 10. Oh, is it 9 and 10 or 10 and 11 he got last night? Uh, 10 and 11, I think. Who, who replaces anybody, CCP? Who replaced John Mitchell? Who replaced Derek Christensen? I did. Where, Right. Where Ryan and Ke- where's Ryan and Callahan? Where's Ryan Callahan playing right now? Line I mean, three. Line three. <clears throat> You're going to pay a six million, seven million dollars a year for a third liner? That's a weekend court paying. You want to get paid doing that for our own guy? Didn't seven didn't million, we... Genus. You pay seven million dollars oh, for a oh, third liner? Hold on. Let me, didn't we pay six, seven million dollars for a captain who played on the third line one time? Didn't we do that already? <laughs> so you want to know that? Did, did we do that way back when? I love Ryan Callahan as much as anybody out there, just as much as anybody out there. But seven million dollars is too much. It's too much money. It's too much money. I love the guy. He's a great penalty killer. But the team is different. This isn't how Tom Rennie. This isn't John Tortorella. How much did I pay in Eric Lundqvist? How much did he get in that new that new deal? Eight eight and a half or wow. eight, eight eight million? Eight and a half? Eight and a half million he got. Eight and a half million. How many games a year are you counting on Henrik Lundqvist to win for you versus how many Ryan Callahan's going to win for you? You can't pay him like an elite player in his position. Get rid of Richards, okay? But you might as well just you might as well just white out Richards and put Callahan's name on the contract. And you know what? I hate to say this, folks, but Brad Richards is having a good season. As a matter of fact, when they signed Brad Richards, this is the season they wanted to have. So now you've got to start thinking, well, if we don't sign, if we buy out Richards, who are we getting to replace him? But then again, I'm stuck in my own quandary. I mean, he's a third-line center. So, I mean, you're going to pay him all that money? I watch Richards play. What am I arguing here with this crazy rushing here? I, I see Richards play. This play is dramatically better than it was last year. I mean, he was horrible last year. I'll be the first one to admit it. He's got to be... Up there in shots. I, I mean, you know, 
Ah, Strowman, they'll pay him in fish sandwiches or something. <laughs> He's just lucky to be here. But it's not out of the realm. Ryan Callahan, I know he's a great captain, a great ranger, but this is his business. And, of course, it's not my money, but i got to see the team be prudent. And these people tell – I'm sorry. People that say, oh, you can't trade Ryan Callahan. You can't trade your captain. Look, if Gretzky and Espo could get traded, I think Ryan Callahan could probably get traded. Gretzky got traded twice. Uh, I, I just, I mean, guys, I mean, the way the team is going, I know we're not world beaters yet, but the way the style is going, the Ryan Callahan's value is less and less. And he's 30 years old. I mean, I'm not saying he's over the hill, but his best years are probably behind him. Or he's in the middle of it. I don't know. I just could tell you that yeah, we've got to not think with the heart so much and think more with the brain. And you got the health issue, Maddie Meatballs brings up. I mean, you know, he gives it his all, and that's why he winds up hurt. So it does. And Girardi too. They could get rid of Girardi tomorrow. He didn't play all that well last year, and I still see a lot of inconsistencies out there from him. <laughs> Just in from the chat room, Eddie hates Callahan. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Girardi is on the downside. I don't know how they're going to fill the hole with the number two, maybe move Stall up. They've got to find another defenseman. Out of this whole mix that comes out, they've got to find a four. Mark or Stahl's three a brand-new daddy. Congratulations to Mark Stahl on the birth of his baby. Beautiful girl, Anne. Oh, he didn't get much sleep last night, Sam. Oh, Joe. <laughs> I do enjoy a Subway sandwich. But, uh, you know, I really think that the Rangers... They're at a crossroads, a tradition. You know, we get used to a lot of these faces and players that have given their heart and soul, but they have a lot of mileage on them because they've been playing this defensive system since they've been here. I mean, Callahan and Girardi have been on playing on defense their whole career. A lot of wear and tear on there. I mean, and I... I, I I think Ryan Callahan is a, is a great player, but he's not worth that money. He's not worth it. Comparative to other players, I can't see paying him that much money. I mean, when we had a first line with him on it, with him, Dubinsky, and Nisimov, the back line, that shows you how delusional we were. That was our first line, and now, you know, Dubinsky and Nisimov are gone. But Callahan's on the third line. Richardson's on the third line. So we've got a lot of more skill up there now. So I, I and we got a little bit more youth. So I, I 
you just got to think about this. I don't know what they're going to do with Richards. What's Richards' stats? 15 goals, 26 assists. And you are, you are correct. He is the leader in shots. Team leader. Oh, he does is shoot. It really, I mean, and which is a good thing. Uh, would we bring him in here for, we brought him in for basically these stats that he's probably going to put up at the end of the year. Everything goes as well after this ridiculous Olympic break. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, let's face it, he's not a sniper, Richards. But he's getting the puck on net, and that's part of the mantra, the mantra of one A.V. Brandon Dubinsky. Four million. Four million. That's right. So anyway, uh, that's my stance on that. I don't know where everybody else is. I'm sure we'll get some phone calls. I'm sure... Uh, people are chiming in. A lot of people are sticking uh, close to uh, Cali's side. But, uh, you know, listen, I, I appreciate their allegiance. I appreciate everything. But, uh, you know, sometimes it's you got to move on. You just got to move on. Who are you going to replace him with? I don't have the answer to that. I don't have the answer to that. But I know we will have the money to replace that. We have money socked away up on a goalie. We have money that's going to have to be paid to some several of the young players down the line. So uh, that's how I feel, Jim. How, I mean, how do you feel? Same as you. Uh, it'll be sad to see him go, but business is business. Uh, you know, uh, it, I see the same. I see the same thing in him that I see in Dan Girardi. You know, Twenty, uh, a guy in his late twenties, but it's an old late twenties because of the wear and tear the last four years of hockey took on those two. Oh yeah, he's got like King Johnson years in hockey. <laughs> and he's been playing so long, so much, thirty minutes a game, and I, I see McDonough now. Covering up for his mistakes, you know. And Gina is right; Girardi is an injury prone. But again, you have to understand because the Rangers have had a lot of national games too this year. People are hearing Girardi. You know, Pierre Maguire talking about Girardi how he's such a great shot blocker, and and which he is. And he even mentioned that McDonough and Girardi were one of the best shutdown pairs in the league. People around the league take notice of this. And then they start to believe that Dan Girardi, and listen, rightly so, he's played a hell of a, a, hell of a career with the Rangers. He's left it all out on the ice. But their stock goes up. Same thing with Callahan. He's the captain. People, he gets one of the added payday because he is a leader. Now, granted, the Rangers haven't won jack shit with these two guys. I'm not saying it's because of them. I'm just saying they've been around the Ranger organization for a long time. It may be just time to move on. So, so if Girardi is in ballpark, you know, $6 million, 
with Dan Girardi? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. He brings you zero offense in a, an offense that now is geared for puck moving defense, but not puck moving defense, but defensemen to join the play. Okay, how many times he gets forced on the power play? He doesn't belong on a power play. So I know we hate to embrace, we hate to change, but. You go with McDee and Stahl, McDonough and Stahl, you go with Strawman, then you got a problem because you got to come up with a four. Because I can't put more in, in, uh, in uh, Fishcoat Wanda. I can't move them up. Although I think John Moore has been playing a lot better lately. Yes. He's been playing exponentially better than he was when um, uh, Michael Del Giveaway was here. <laughs> Speaking of that phenom, how's he doing over there in Nashville? Uh, last I checked, he'd had like one assist in five games or something like that. Wow, he's fantastic. Shea Weber is uh, teaching him it all over there. Uh, let's see. Game log. Game log. Uh, one assist. More than one assist in six games. Justin Bieber is more mature than an MDZ. Know about that? One assist in six games with Nashville. Oh, how can you give up on him? He's so young. <laughs> He's so young. Oh, we always get rid of these guys and they turn into something. <laughs> you suck. I heard from an inside source that MDC had an issue with prostitutes. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, here we go. They're the MDC apologist. CCP, what about Klein? How many points? How many wins do the Rangers have? I don't have to see a, a Chinese fire drill out there every time it's the, the third pairing now. Actually, see, give it a break. Kevin Klein is... You're not apologizing, you son of a bitch. I'm yelling at people in the chat room for you people. <laughs> They're like, who's he yelling at? Are these imaginary people in his head? Delzato's on the ice. Exactly. Gina is on point. The less you hear about Kevin Klein, the better. That means he ain't screwing up doing snow angels all over the ice like Delzato. <laughs> <clears throat> so let's see, we're we're 20 minutes into this show, what have we learned? We learned that you hate Ryan Callahan and you can't wait until he's traded. Gone. Gone. Big schnoz and get the hell out of here. Shuffle <laughs> off the buffalo. Take his chicken parm and go to buffalo, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> We've learned that MTZ likes the hookers. Well, who, who? <laughs> Rangers wants to, she says he wasn't kidding about the prostitutes. The guy's a good looking guy, why does he need hookers? <laughs> 20 bucks for, never mind <laughs> okay anyway uh, what else have we learned let's go back to the alright well, let's go back to the stadium series so how how was the experience of being at Yankee Stadium by the way the show was great you did a phenomenal job out there you and Dan you guys were terrific it sounded great 
I listened back to it the, that day. Excellent show. But what was it like being in Yankee Stadium? with? And, and I love the fact that the, the Devils set a home attendance record. All they had to do was find a place big enough for 35,000 Ranger fans. Yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, what was it like? What was the experience like? Well, the experience was, it was kind of surreal because, you know, as you know, we, I, got there, I got there relatively early, like 9.15, 9.30 in that range. And um, I was directly across from um, Gate A, I think Gate A, Gate 2, I don't know, I don't remember. Anyway, um, there were a lot of Devil fans there. I'm not gonna try to uh, candy coat it. I'm not gonna. I just the, the, the show is a truth machine. I'm not gonna say it was predominantly Ranger fans. I would say it was sixty, no, fifty-five, forty-five Devil fans. Um, and I guess that's because it was a Devil's home game and the. the a lot of tickets were distributed through the Devils and what have you. The vibe around the stadium was more of a... Stan said it was sixty-five forty-five. Did I say that? Oh, I said fifty-five forty-five, didn't I? Oh. Yes. Uh, it was 60... No, I think it was fifty-five forty-five. Fifty-five forty-five. That's what I'll go with. Okay. Um, and the, the atmosphere was kind of kumbaya before the game. Right. Uh, I think everybody was kind of just into the experience yeah. of, like, being outdoors and everybody freezing their asses off. Um, and Devil fans were pretty receptive. I, I you know, to range of fans, I've got to joke back and forth, uh, Dan Cotter was completely drunk from 9 o'clock in the morning till I left him. It was like 5.30. I, I don't know how a man could continually be drunk and not really imbibe all that much alcohol, but his drunk lasted more. I mean, he talked to everybody and anybody. At one point, I, I, I caught him talking to a Ranger pennant. <laughs> it was just... Uh, Sticking out of a concession stand, he was just speaking with it, saying, well, good game, Bennett. Uh, I, I, but uh, he, uh, he was a tremendous man to watch the games, although he missed a lot of the goals because he was talking to other people. And, <laughs> and it was like, it's in. And so anyway, it was very kumbaya, and then once the game started, the mitts came off and everybody started getting into their zones. We... Um, we were in a section predominantly with Devil fans, and I kind of started in right away with the Team Italy stuff. Right. And right. how... Uh, Did you use all our lines? All our lines were used. Good, good. Uh, and I was saying, uh, you know, I gave them like the slight jabs, you know. I, I start off very, uh, you know, you know, just like, uh, well, you know, Ranger, Rangers uniforms... United States colors, red, white, and blue. I think you're a traitor if you root for the other team. <laughs> team Italy, I mean, come on. I mean, I love Italy, but I'm an American. So you get a little bit into that. And then, then uh, I think it was Dan said, 
Henrique sucks, and then realize that there was a guy wearing an Adam Henrique jersey right in front of them. <laughs> but it, they were... They didn't seem to get into it. I didn't have a problem. Uh, I love the fact... What I was doing is the TV sets around Yankee Stadium. You could watch the game and take your eyes off the rink. But the rink, the, the TV, there was a little delay. So if you would be watching the TV and then you hear the crowd celebrating or, you know, and then you realized it, it was going to go in. So I kind of adjusted myself as the play went into the team zone. Then I looked at the rink. And uh, we went to left field seats just above, uh, near the foul pole, above, uh, right underneath the overhang. So we had pretty good seats. And um, so uh, it, it was very good. And I didn't have any problems until in between the second and third period, I run into a fucking devil's douchebag. Here it comes. Here it comes. Everything is Here. going smooth. Now, they don't understand. They don't. Uh, they never see it coming with me. Now, there is a Ranger fan who wears a lot of pins. I don't know if you've seen this guy. He's got every kind of Ranger pin all over. And I guess this devil's douchebag, fan douchebag, seen him and then just started ripping. Every guy. Guy's an older gentleman. He's in his sixties, and he he's not into going crazy with this guy. He's just a Rangers super fan. Just wants to wear his pins and go home. Yeah, Jimmy Tokesy. And um, this guy's going twenty years, twenty years, twenty years, twenty years, twenty. Like saying like a mental patient. I so I go, dude. I go. What do, you, what do you mean 20 years? It's 20 years since you won a cup. I go, well, I know in June it'll be 20 years. So right off, I lay the foundation. It's going to be anger. Right, right. He goes, it's 20 years. I go, you mean since the parade down the Canyon of Heroes? It's 20 years. 20 years since you won a cup. I go, I think we've been over this. Let's see, but when you won a Stanley Cup, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. I go, oh, I think Channel 2 cared, Channel 4, Channel 7, Channel 5, Channel 11. I go, who cared when you won a Stanley Cup? WNJU, Channel 47? <laughs> Devils are very popular in Montclair. I go, you had a parade in your parking lot. I go, New York City rejoiced when we won. But that was 20 years, 20, uh, it was 20 years ago. You know what's almost 20 years ago? Messier called shot. Mato, Mato. How do you like that one? Look, look, look at them cringe when you say it. Mato, Mato, Mato. <laughs> so he ends it with, when I said the Messier called shot again, he ends it with, Messier was a bum. Which. Well, when you say Mark Messier is a bum and you're trying to have any kind of conversation, whether it be as ludicrous as this one, you've pretty much given up all hope of, of, of ever winning an argument. In which case, 
even Devil fans started scattering from this guy. <laughs> uh, and I was like, yeah, I mean, what's he got? Six Stanley Cup rings, yeah, he sucks. I said, well, and then I uh, used the joke, I think Justin supplied. Uh, I said, well, he got the time, and he goes, well, are you leaving so much? Oh, I go, that's right. I make believe like I'm looking at my watch. I go, I go it's six past Marty, and then I left. <laughs> But this guy got excoriated. He just never saw it coming. Because, you know, I've done battles before. I know all the, I know right. the defenses to all their, all their same three arguments. Right. Well, Marty's got more cups. Marty, uh, yeah, good for you. Good for you. Oh, good for you. He's going to retire in that brilliant Corey Schneider deal he did. I mean, and so I had that brief encounter, but the devil fans started uh, filing out quite early. And, and as they should have, the, the third period was a snore fest. I mean, each team had five shots. That was pretty bad. How many third periods do you see where a team gets five shots? Each team gets five shots apiece. So, of course, Marty complained about the ice and all that crap. Excuse me. However, uh, the Islander game, it seemed like there were all kids there. What if the Islanders just give their tickets away to youth groups? All I saw was kids everywhere. That's Marty complaining about the ice. Marty, that turd. It's a hell of a goalie. He's one of the greatest goalies of all time. I hate to say it, but he's a world-class douchebag. Well, and I'll hate him till the day he dies. I will admit to his skill level, Sam. So, uh, I got home around like 7.30, 8 o'clock. And, uh, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I really thought, well, we made fun of uh, the Devil's jersey, but what was that Islanders logo all about? The Giants logo, if you ask me, with a hockey stick. <laughs> it looked like the old logos you see on the desk when people used to write on the desk. <laughs> Not that there were a lot of, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? You'd do like a hand-sketched one on your, right, on your right. desk at school. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Now, let me ask you a question oh. since, we're on to the, since we're on to the jerseys. After the stadium series was over, they came back Friday night and beat the Islanders again. And they wore the, the the white jerseys at home. They wore the stadium series jerseys. The, how do you feel about about the white jerseys? I, how do I feel about the stadium jerseys or white jerseys at home? Well, because well, I'm, I, I the stadium series jerseys I thought were okay. I didn't think they were anything great, but I didn't I didn't they dislike them. them. Yeah, kind of, uh, yeah, it helps when they I win. I think maybe them. I associate them with winning now, maybe. That's yeah. why. <laughs> That's why everybody hated the Blue Liberty jerseys, because they, they lost so many games in them. Yeah. But it, it, that game Friday night made me very nostalgic for the white jerseys at home. Yes. Um, I personally took – I had a problem with the stadium jerseys. It's over. I don't want to see them again. All it's like – and I also didn't like Henrik wearing those pinstripe pads. 
No. Because I'm a New York Mets fan. I was like, take those damn things off. We're at a Yankee Stadium. This is Madison Square, Madison Square Garden. It's a neutral territory. Get that freaking pin in and we took it off. The next game. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it's a minor detail, but hey, they're winning in that jersey, so. It looked better in person, um, but I still wouldn't go out and get one. We mentioned that Mark Stahl had a baby. Mark Stahl had a baby. He's a brand-new father. Congratulations to him. Brand-new daddy. 647 times I had to hear it last night about Mark Stahl and his kid. But we do want to honor, we do want to offer sincere congratulations to our own, to Arizona's own Nick Tertilli, him and his wife That's Leah. Right. Actually, Leah did most of the work. Nick did the easy part, but Leah gave birth to a healthy and handsome baby boy this afternoon. We were he was he was actually live texting the birth to, to uh, Justin and Keith McElroy and I. Uh, you know, we were we were getting a play by play basically and. And then uh, he said that, that we were all uncles and sent us a picture. The baby looks beautiful. Lucas Nathan Tertilli. So a long and happy wow. life to our newest baby underground listener. So uh, And it's great it's because, Nick's, because Nick's wife's name is Leah. So his so son and wife are now Luke and Leah. And I think that's pretty cool. That makes him like Darth Tertilli, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that's my cough sneaking in there. So that's great. Congratulations to them. Nick's been with us a long time. I don't know. Rangers are winning. Uh, I thought last night, you know, they dominated. But it was almost like all the goals that shouldn't have went in, went in. And all the, goal, the shots that should have went in didn't go in. It was like... Rolamov was playing a hell of a game. And then a couple lucky bounces we got with goals. The Stroman goal was deflected in front. But, again, if you take shots and you have guys in front of the net, things happen. Then we had uh, the Broussard. You know, he kind of just pushed it and it hit the defenseman the and the back of the leg went in. You know, Rangers are just, you know, I was telling Jim before the show, I think we misjudged these guys a little bit. I know everything's roses right now, and there's going to be bumps. But I was here a month ago telling you they're going to be a 500 team, and that's all they're going to be. And if let you know, let's all get down to it. And they've been been luck, lucky that everybody's been healthy. That's definitely helped. A lot of teams have gone through a lot of injuries. Although we did have a lot of injuries early on. Remember, no Callahan and Haglin for the first month or so. Nash with the concussion. Stoll's out a couple weeks. Uh, so the Rangers, they dealt with it early. They dealt with a lot of controversy early. That ridiculous road trip. It will be very interesting to see how they do against the West when they come out here to play and how we handle them. Uh, but this team, for the first time... I, that I really can think of is rolling three lines out there, 
four lines. And Jim, who would have whoa, thought whoa, whoa, whoa. it? Just keep the lines together would actually work. <laughs> we fans have been screaming this for years. What do we know? I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was going crazy for thinking of such a thought of keeping lines together and developing chemistry. Dan Carter's right. Dominic Moore has been playing very well, I think. It's gotten better as the season moves along. Yep. I'll tell you what, Carcillo has made a difference on that fourth line. He's a bum. When, but you know what? Ever since he's been on that fourth line, that fourth line started producing. I think they've they, uh, might, yeah. they scored four goals in five games or something like that from that fourth line. And how long we've we been yelling? You can't roll a fourth line out there that never scores in this NHL anymore. And they've been coming up with some goals. Even Hodor. Well, still hasn't taken too many dumb penalties, and it seems to have ignited that line. I think Dominic Moore is also with a little speed on that line. They're not like just a give-up line that goes out there and just skates around and cycles. They're looking to score and then looking to create opportunities. And that's what you need. So, yeah, I'll give credit where credit is due. That fourth line's been good. Excuse me. I still think he's a bum. Uh, Carcillo <laughs> could get with him. That's it. He's dead to me. But as long as he's wearing that Rangers sweater, I'll root, I'll root for him. Of course. Well, and he, he seems to hit when he needs to hit. He just keeps it simple. He's not uh, taking it. And I see Dorsett. Everybody's talking about what happened to Dorsett. Although I think Dorsett has more skill, I don't think he really can bump like Carcillo. And I think Dorsett takes too many penalties. He messes. He fights too much. He loses as many fights. Carcillo looks like a guy can get under your skin, which I think they need more of right now. And why mess with anything? It's successful. Why would you mess with it? Right. I mean, the re- I mean that fourth line, like you said, has been, you know, has been. You need a fourth line that can, has a chance to score. And they certainly have shown that. So everything is going good with the lines and the defense. Not much. I really want to, you know. Henrik is playing unbelievable. That five on three last uh, last night, that kill was so. I mean, he was tremendous. And Cam Talbot is all but a memory. But it's good to know that we have somebody in there that can come in and play. And, you know, we're always worried about Henrik getting overworked. Well, now with Cam Talbot, he's already played a pretty good amount of games compared to previous years where Henrik has had no relief, that we can bring Talbot in there. So... They are finally learning this, and I'm, I'm seeing good things. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, John Moore is starting to join the play. Strollman joining Blake picks up his first goal. Um, so I, there's not much to, to criticize right now. I was a little worried about the Colorado game because although the Avalanche had come off playing the night before, uh, it's a step up in caliber. From the Devils and the Islanders. Right. Colorado been playing well. They had a, a big win that I couldn't be happier about against the against the Devils the other night. Did you see that? 
And Colorado, yeah. they were 1-0. Colorado tied the game with about a minute and a half to go, and, and then they won it. Couldn't happen to a nicer team. Does every Devil game go to overtime? <laughs> oh, they're bad. How many regulation wins does this team have? I mean, it seems like every game goes to overtime with that team. That's the ones they play against that. <laughs> so, so now we've got to deal with the trade rumors. What does everybody think? You think the Cow's hand deal is going to happen before uh, uh, at the trading deadline? Before the trading deadline? When? Well, if they're going to do it, I think they'd do it sooner rather than later. I mean, really, if you've got it in your mind that you want to trade Ryan Callahan, you're going to let him go play in the Olympics for three weeks or run the risk of getting hurt over there? Sure. Right? Uh, By the way, we want to congratulate Mark Stahl and his wife on the birth of their baby. Beautiful baby girl. Born last night, Mark didn't get, or yesterday morning, he didn't get much sleep. He's a new dad, and congratulations, and we wish him all the best. Speaking of which, of your little parody on Sam Rosen and uh, Micheletti, Sam Rosen got that little bit of tribute, and I promise you next week on this broadcast, or when our next show is, it's coming. Now, what was going My on? Tribute. Ex- explain, explain to My me what was going on, because I had to watch... Because the game was on, the game was on a, a NHL Network here, and I was watching it. I, I wasn't home. I was watching it. But I was watching the game, but there was no sound. And everybody's texting me that JD's in the booth with with Sam, and uh, oh, isn't this great? And, and I I had no sound. And then I see Sam on the ice waving to the crowd. That was when I texted you and I said, "Is it is it Dak Ham night?" So, so explain to me, explain to me what was going on, what, what that was all about. Did they raise the toupee to the rafters? Toupee looked bad last night, by the way. Didn't look like a flap oh, on a truck uh, on the pipe, you know. The doom, doom. So it was hanging <laughs> off. <laughs> Could you see the, the chin strap again? Sometimes that chin strap that he holds it on with, it gets visible underneath all that that backhand fat. Uh, apparently, there's. Sam Rosen was his 30th year as a MSG broadcaster. Has it only been 30? Yeah. Um, and they did a video tribute to him. And uh, they they have some really cool pictures. I, I, I'm going to screen capture them. They did him in all these goofy costumes and stuff. They have him, you'll love this one, him doing a, like, Bruce Springsteen born in the USA pose with like jeans and a t-shirt, a cutoff and him making like a muscle. Oh, it's hysterical. Oh my God. Ah. So, uh, well, JD, 30 more years, Sam. Well, JD, who we had just gotten off the phone with, I guess like uh, a couple hours before or the day before or something made a special visit and, and, and uh, I could see what J.D. mouthed to Sam. He said, you're surprised, big boy? Like that. Um, he was giddy. And I got to say, I really pictured Sam's wife to be uglier than she is. She's actually an attractive uh, young lady. Well, old lady. 
Well, you know, I've I know I've told you the story that I went to high school with a cousin of Sam Rosen's. I know I've mm-hmm. told this story before, and the friend that I went to high school with was a big Flyers fan, and when. This is 86, probably, no, 86 or 87. And Sam Rosen got us tickets for a game at the Spectrum. And then after the game, told us to come up to where the booth was, and he would meet us and take us downstairs. So I got, that was, uh, that was the one time I got to meet, I got to meet JD, and uh, Bob Froze was with the Rangers at the time, and uh, anyway, he took us downstairs, introduced us to a few people, talked to a few people, and then we left. We walked out, and Sam left with a very attractive woman. I mean, oh. of course, I was you know I was seventeen at the time, so everything was attractive at that point. <clears throat> and then oh, I so that must have been all the kids have the schnoz too. His two sons. And his grandson really has the schnoz. <laughs> What's well, a good-looking family? Sam was there, and they, they went up to the booth. Now, Dugay and Troutface were doing the play-by-play and um, color while uh, Joe and Sam were down on the ice and making their way back up to the press box. So... You can tell Duque was ecstatic that he had finally made the big time. He didn't have to be with Bill uh, Pedophile there. He's just hanging out. He's, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's trying to be all cool and try to give you the insight of what a player goes through. And he's, he's pretty bad. Troutwig was, he was, you know, he was just calling it. And then they came in, and it, look, it really looked like Duque didn't want to give up the mic. It took like Joe forever to get his earpiece in, or whatever. And then J.D. came up to the booth between, I think, came up to the booth later or between the first and the second. I'm not sure. But uh, the only thing that J.D. Came, went on the record said that he really doesn't, half doesn't like the Olympics as a GM president there. He really doesn't like the interruption, but he likes it, you know, for the hockey. And uh, they had a little playful banner, but it wasn't like anything like the old days. Well, probably so, took him, probably took Sam ten fifteen minutes to remember who JD was. Probably, and then of course I think it was. No, it wasn't that night. It was last night. He blew that call on Brassard. Thanks, John. And it's in. Oh, it's in. For one of those grandpa moments, where he just is talking about something else, and up, it's in. <laughs> oh, and he's. Scores. Oh, he scores. So I'm going to be putting a, my own 30th year Sam Rosen tribute together for the next show. Can't wait. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I already have it set up. It's going to open with the fanfare for the modern man or whatever that thing is. <laughs> Sam Rosen. <laughs> the voice of the New York Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Lundquist. <laughs> yeah. What's your happening? Yeah, this thing. The voice of the New York Rangers, Sam Rosen. Thank 
30 Six. years of futility. <laughs> 92 years old. <laughs> 92 years old. And he's the youngest member of the broadcasting team. <laughs> then you have like clips of him saying like, from 1994, I have been coming to this building since its inception in 1968. I have never heard it this loud. You know, things like that. I was exactly. here when Bun Cook scored. <laughs> yeah, it, it was funny because during the video tribute they had, you know, uh, there was... <laughs> was saying good things about Sam Rosen and Kenny Albert, who really, I mean, he comes from a long lineage of great announcers, just sports announcers. So, you know, they sit around a table and critique every announcer and this and that. So they're really into announcing. And they go to Kenny Albert, and, and Kenny Albert, you think, is going to say, he really was one of the guys that, you know, he, he could identify a player and then what he did like none other. And Kenny Albert basically said he's probably seen more Ranger games than, like, maybe three other people on Earth. That's all he could come up But He's seen a lot of Ranger games. All right, thanks, Kenny, for your time. That's a cut. Rap. You know, what are you going to say? He's dedicated, he's loyal, he's impartial. Get rid of them. No. Put them out to pasture. It's time to get somebody in here roots for the Rangers. I don't want to hear every game about how great. How? Did he talk up the Islanders? The other other game, I swear to God, every player. That Brock Nelson, I know he's gotten two goals against us this year. He's the only idiot that scores against us. He was, every guy on the Islanders was great. Oh, he's great. He's great. That guy's great. Oh, I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Every team, all their battling injuries. Oh, whoa, is the other team. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Nathan McKinnon. I mean, it's, a, it's a surprise. They wanted him as the number one. He was a, there was no controversy between him and Seth Jones 1 and 2. The whole league was going to take McKinnon at the end. Oh, but Patrick Wall, they wanted him. Oh. Oh, they're a speed team. What about the Rangers? I didn't have a speed the Islanders have. Was Michael Grabbin that can skate fast, short-handed? What about the other losers? Calvin DeHaan. Who is Calvin DeHaan? Don Hahn? Who are these Islander losers? The first line's good. It's Pozo, Tavares, and um, Vanek. And Nielsen's decent. The rest of the old suck. You see the devil, they suck. Speaking of Vanek, the devil's did you see the Islanders? Jim? I said, speaking of Vanek, did you see the Islanders made him a big offer and he turned it down? Big. They made him <laughs> a big offer. He turned it down. I didn't he see said, that. Nah, it's not, not, not against the Islanders, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to market and see what's out there. It's so bad that he's turning down playing with John Tavares. Right. He I could mean, be stuck on. for the rest of his career. He doesn't want to play on Long Island or Brooklyn. Right. That's right. Rangers one, two, three. He gave it the it's me, not you routine. Right, right, right. He doesn't want to go be a sweat hog. 
That's great. That made my day. <laughs> you know how much venom I have for the Islanders. And yeah, they're third bit. rate. They're, they're dollar store franchise. <laughs> Did you see? It's gonna be bad. You feel bad. Did you see my picture that I posted in the in the group the other day? You know nothing, Garth Snow. Yes, yeah, very good. <laughs> very good Game of Thrones reference there. <laughs> Very happy with that. You guys have uh, Cali for Vanek in a second. Uh, I wouldn't want Cali in an alley. And then I had to, and then I made the, the statement in our Facebook group last week that I saw copied quite often. How the Rangers scored a touchdown in a baseball stadium in a hockey game and got two points for it. All the sports covered. <laughs> Yankee Stadium, worst pretzels ever. Is it, can, you, can you accurately judge a pretzel when it's 16 degrees, though? You know, I normally wouldn't, but I, I want, you remember I did that Yankee and Met game during the summer? Yes. It was the same pretzel. Okay. <laughs> was it the exact same pretzel? He left it on the seat? Went back I think it was the exact same pretzel. It was from the same, <laughs> same batch. It sucked. And Chris Demet says he's right. That twelve dollar hot chocolate was the best ever. I have a question for the chat room. Uh, just yes, just yes or no. How many of you in the chat room listening right now get the Ranger get the texts from the Rangers, the text updates? Just a simple yes or no. Let me know in the chat room because I have a question. Uh, you want to get phone calls? We got Stan on hold, and we got somebody else on hold. Yeah, bring him on. You talk to him. I've got some yeses. I've got some noes. All right. I just have a question. You remember when the Rangers used to brag? Oh, 300 straight sellouts at Madison Square Garden. Haven't had it. Haven't had every seat sold for the last nine years. Now almost every game I'm getting a text message. Not only that there's still tickets available, but now they're using now they've got deals going. The last two games, looking for tickets for tomorrow night's game, the Oilers game and then and then who was before that? The the Avalanche. Use this code and get a ten dollar food voucher with each ticket. Now they're giving away food with the tickets. They're becoming like an IHOP. Tufas. <laughs> this team that you, you, you Used to be hard. Used to be, couldn't get a ticket. You had to know somebody. You had to scalp. You had to go to a broker for tickets. Now you get you get a free hot dog with your ticket. The worm is turning. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> it's John Newman. John Newman and Newton. No, that requires using a smartphone. All right, let's go to the phone. I don't know if Stan, Stan's been on hold forever. Let's let's talk to Stan. Stan's been on hold since Alfie Pike. Hello. How are you? How are you, Stan? I'm fine. Yeah, I have to stay on because uh, I don't get sound on my computer for some reason. It's an old story. Oh. So I gotta listen to on the phone. So are you are you listening? Are you just listening, or did you want to talk? No, sure. I always have uh, something to say. Okay. What is your take on Ryan? Give us your take on Ryan Callahan first. 
pretty much uh, my take is what your take was. I mean, uh, everyone loves Cali. Uh, next to Henrik, he's the most popular player on the team. But, uh, you know, $7 million a year for, you know, seven years is crazy. I mean, he's just not that good. I mean, they, right. he, he can't give him that much money. That's all there is to it. Because you got to, you know, when you're a general manager, you you got to look uh, long-term also. And you you got other guys who have to be signed in the next couple of years, and you can't tie up all your money in a guy who uh, is injury-prone. And he's not a – I mean, nobody hustles better, more than him in the league, but, uh, you know, he's not the bigger producer of points. Well, you, you said the GM's got to think long-term. What if you're a GM that might not live long-term? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure Glenn isn't thinking of uh, taking a dirt nap right away. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, that's his job. He's got to uh, look. I'm no Sather fan. I, he should have been fired years ago. But uh, he's got to try and you know get the price down. If not, then uh, he'll have to do something. Uh, do you think? Uh, do you think they'll try? Do you think like I do that they would try and do something? If they were going to do something, they'd do it before the Olympics rather than sure. run the risk. Run the risk of him going over to Sachi or whatever the hell it's called. And I'm hearing nothing but horrible things about this place. By the way, yeah. Well, what do you expect? From well, it is Russia. Uh, <laughs> what do you expect? Good things. <laughs> Russia is beautiful. There's a trade freeze during the Olympics, and then I Everything's think the trade so deadline. Is uh, it's only like uh, five six days after the season starts up again. I think it's like March third or fourth something like that. So uh, you know, right after the Olympics, you got a short window. So yeah, if right. you wanted to do something, you'd want to do it uh, the next couple of days. Yeah, so you know, try and uh, if you're not going to you know soften his demands, then uh, try and get the best deal you can. What can you do? And where you stand on Girardi? What's that? Where do you stand on Girardi? Uh, well, his demands seem to be a little more reasonable. I think he was only wanted like five years, uh, maybe five and a half, something like that. Uh, defensemen are more valuable anyhow than, uh, you know, wingers. So, uh, again, you know, unless you got something to replace him with, you probably have to go ahead with it. I mean, he should last another uh, four or five years. Oh, oh, our mileage on him, man. Yeah. Well, all right. So that so if he's gone, then who's replacing him? That's always the question. But you yeah. got to, you know, you got to be financially prudent. You can't be throwing five million at a guy that's, to me, is not playing at his best right now. Maybe on the decline. Well, he still seems pretty solid. But he's he also seen more his... black and blue than you could imagine. His whole body yeah. must be like bruised, bruises all right. over. He's also well, lost uh, a lot of, well, not a lot of it, but he's lost quite a bit of the ice time he used to get. He's not out there on the power play as much. You know, now well, he's a third help, liner. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, that'll help, you know. Look, uh, we were talking early in the year how, uh, you know, the the bottom six were producing nothing. Now everyone's uh, contributing. Everyone's playing well on the whole team. There's not one guy on the team you could say isn't playing well. So they can spread it out a little more. You know, if he gets less ice time, takes less of a beating and uh, stay a little fresher. I think they got to right. come up with a defenseman in one of these trades because the the organization is, doesn't have anything really. 
defensively. I mean, other than, you know, the the pipe dream of McElrath or the Brady Shea waiting for him, who knows what he's going to be, or you have the, uh, you know, Connor Allen, who I've seen a little bit. Um, They need somebody that's going to be able to progress to maybe a number three or four. So maybe they can move some people up. I think they need to make a move for a defenseman somewhere down the line. Well, we'll see. If not, then, uh, I mean, I haven't checked it out. Who's going to be all the free agents? I can actually look that up. But uh, you do stuff over the summer, the draft. That's when things usually happen. Yeah. All right. Well, everything's good, right? I mean, they're doing better than we thought, Stan. Yeah, well, everyone's playing well now, and they got balance with the whole uh, roster. Are you? I mean, I, there's no injuries, also, except for Dorsett. I mean, I mean, I'm loving this system. I love watching the games. Win, lose, or draw. I said it on the on the on the Facebook page. Hockey's back. I love watching it. It's not painful to watch. Look, they're scoring a lot of goals consistently now. You know, it's not like they're just they once in a while. Yeah, and and Micheletti even said it. You know, even though this power play's been struggling lately. It's not a momentum killer like it used to be. Yeah. You know, they still continue the momentum. They get chances. They haven't cashed in, but they it's not killing the whole game for them. Right. That's very important. I'll tell you what, though. Uh, you know, I was watching the, when I was watching the replay of the outdoor games. It seems like the Rangers have, like, 35 coaches now. There's, like, five guys behind there. You're like, Wow. They're running this like a real team now, not just a two-man show. Right. It's not you like uh, it's not like Fidel Castro and Raul Castro. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, they have uh, three assistants. And they're all – I mean, this is the way it should have been years ago. I don't get it. And I like to think – sorry to throw you – I like the thing that old Samuelson said when, um, when John Monotone asked him, why did you have – uh, Stoll and McDonough out there um, for the whole two minutes of the penalty kill. And he says, well, against their best. And he goes, our guys are better and our guys are in, in better condition than theirs are. Yeah. I, mean, that, that, I mean, that's all, you know, that's a lot of swagger. And, oh. uh, and I like it. I like the fact they got coaches just focusing on certain things and breaking it all down. Well, welcome to the 21st century, New York Rangers. Yeah, I was going to say, Tortorella <laughs> had a little rough thing there. Boy, oh, I mean, yeah. What a, I mean, what is with that guy? He's a, he's a clown. I mean, really? <clears throat> he's a clown. And look, you see what the, the Sedins haven't gotten a goal in 17 games? Yeah, their power play is a stinks out there. Yeah. He tortorellaized them or whatever. Tortied them. Now they can't score. Good riddance to bad garbage. But uh, it's all, when he beats all gravy. Yeah, I'm winning the next two, and uh, everything will be fine for the time being. And everybody stay healthy in the uh, Olympics. Yeah. And Rick Nash, how about him, huh? Uh, he's been playing well, no doubt about it. But I mean, really, oh, you know what? What that? You know who's kind of kind of slowed down a little? Kreider. 
Yeah, you know, uh, he is. Uh, he hasn't been taking as many shots, which he should be. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he, I think he's playing like more of a trying to play more of a physical game and concentrating on defense. He's got to shoot more. He's been looking to pass, looking to be like a, the Nash setup guy. Right. I'm not, bag, not bagging on Kreider. I'm just saying that I think that he's he's uh, listen. He's a rookie for all intended purposes. He's a rookie. NHL recognizes him as a rookie, and I think he might be hitting a little wall or something. This is what happens. Yeah. But he needs to shoot more. Right. Yeah, I noticed the one thing, uh, I don't know how this kid will be good when he gets here, but the Duclair kid, he uh, has more goals than assists. He's apparently uh, really likes to shoot the puck, you know, in, in Quebec. We need one of those. Yeah, we have that's, way too that's many what they need. Too, too many passes. Everyone's looking to pass. You need some guys who just uh, rip it. That's one critique I would say with the Rangers is that with all that talent, they still pass way too much. They, you know, you got too many unselfish guys out there, which is good because they make some excellent passes. But when you're in, get in and shoot. So. Yeah. That's my only criticisms. Huh. Well, they keep winning. You can't uh, complain about too much. That's right. Second in the Metropolitan Division, Glenn Metropolitan Division. Metropolitan Division. <laughs> Glenn Metropolitan. <laughs> that guy. Well, you know, so, uh, the year, I figured, you know, Pittsburgh would be first and the Rangers should be second, well ahead of everyone else. And now it's finally starting to uh, turn out that way. Who's going to finish third? I have no idea. Probably Columbus. No. They're playing pretty well. Columbus is playing very well. And a lot of the younger guys are starting to chip in. JD's got the magic touch. As long as the Flyers and Devils fall in their faces, then I'm happy. I know. And uh, as long as the, only the Metropolitan teams are out, I could care less. Uh, as long as they're doing bad. And we are yeah. reigning supreme, and that's what's happening. Yeah. All right, Stan. All right, keep me on. Okay. We'll do. Thanks, Stan. All right, take care, Paul. Stan, take care. Keep in touch with yourself. <laughs> All right. Now we go to the nine the nine one seven area code. Who's this? What's up, guys? It's Frank. Hey, Frank. Frank. What's How go- you doing, Frank? What's going? Eddie, you got your bread and milk? Not to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I been cued? I love it. Hey. <laughs> I gotta get the bread and milk. 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 Oh my god, I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get the bread and milk. They said snow! I gotta get the bread and milk! Oh my god! I gotta get the bread and milk! I gotta get the bread and milk! Oh my god! Oh, I, I never yeah, thought it was, of that. It was chaos out here on on the island. You would think like well, what we got today, but anyway. Um, first off, stadium series was. I, I'm with you on that, Eddie. It was uh, very kumbayaish when I went to the uh, Islander game, and then once the puck dropped, all hell broke loose. <laughs> it, it, it was it was nuts. <laughs> it, and it was definitely the Islander crowd was a much 
younger crowd. And I love when the Islander fan, you know, I'm, I'm 36, so I've obviously seen one cup, but I love when they yell at me. They're like, yeah, we won four cups in the row in the 80s. I'm like, dude, how fucking old are you? Like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, remember, remember when the Mets, I don't know if the Mets still do it, but when they used to play at Shea, remember they'd have like camp day? You know, on, a, on a July afternoon, and it'd be nothing but it'd be forty thousand kids at the stadium, and maybe that's what the Islanders did. It was camp night? I mean, they gave their tickets to like youth groups and stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a great experience. But uh, obviously, important things with the uh, with the whole Callahan situation here, and you know, it, it's it's tough because you said the guy he's he's a heart and soul player. Um, and if there was no salary cap, I'd say give him whatever he wants. But you, you just can't do that with, you know, guys like Zuccarello next year going to be a free agent situation. Um, you know, even even Strowman, I mean, the guy's probably the most underrated Ranger all year. Um, you just can't break the bank on Cali as much as we all love him. And the only thing I will say is I wouldn't trade him in season. I, I, the way this team is playing now, I, I know it will probably be a distraction um, most of the year, but I just don't see them getting fair value back for them. I, I don't see that happening. Well, you know, I was thinking about that last night, too. I was like, okay, you, if you do trade them in season, what's your expectations with this Ranger team? I mean, as far as, okay, in the beginning of the season, we didn't expect much after the bad start, and then they started to get a little bit better, and then they were kind of like up and down. And now they're starting to win, and they're starting to win handily. So as our expectations change, do we think that this team could make some noise in the playoffs now? Uh, Absolutely. I think they can. I I think the only team that scares me in the East that I think would probably give us a run for our money um, is the Bruins. The Bruins are just totally built for the playoffs. Um, You know, Rask is okay. He's not bad in that. And they got the playoff experience now. Pittsburgh, to me, every year they collapse in the playoffs. I mean, I know they won a cup and they've been to a cup final, but Flurry, he's shaky. Henrik's better than him. I think we could beat the Penguins in a seven-game series. Um, but, I mean, really, who in the East, on paper at least, who who has it? Or even if you look at who's playing better now. I mean, I really wouldn't be surprised if, if we made – the way we're playing now, a run to the finals. It wouldn't shock me. It would have shocked me a month ago, the way they are now. Absolutely not. Well, it, with that mindset, would you want to trade your captain and the guy that – why would you want to – I'm just playing devil's advocate or just trying to see – why would you want to trade a guy that is probably going to be an integral part of that run and – break up the chemistry of the team. They may be thinking like that, you know, like, well, you know, let's wait to the un, you know, end of the year and, uh, you know, and let him go his own way or if we can sign him or whatever. So there's a lot of ways to look at this. Totally agree. I think Shaver and Callahan should just come out and say, you know what, uh, we're going to talk about contract at the end of the season, and you know, especially if they don't move him before the deadline. And I had a friend of mine says, "Well, in '94 they traded, you know, Mike Gartner and Tony Amato. That was different. Those guys weren't, you know, of that, you know, Callahan stature. I mean, Amato was, I believe, it was the second or third year, and Gartner really was towards the end of his his line. I mean, they really well, weren't integral parts. I would say." 
Yeah, well, Gartner didn't get along with uh, with Keenan, exactly. so that, that that was not going that wasn't going to happen. And Gartner, you like you said, he was towards the tail end of his career, and he wasn't a character guy like Callahan is. Callahan is, you know, he's the captain. I mean, you know, when he represents the the work ethic on the team and and everything that's good about it, in that regard. And uh, when you talk about Amati, Amati was still kind of a third, fourth liner who was trying to find his way into the Ranger lineup at that time. Uh, you know, he may have been, I think actually he had, he had started to play well, as I remember. I always, always seem to get him and Tony Granato mixed up. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so I, I think it's a definitely a different situation. And I don't think the Rangers are that close to where they need a couple pieces. You have to understand that that team had a Messier and, and had the pieces there. They just need a little accent. This is a yeah, whole different I, thing, you know. You know, I, I, I think for the first time in, in in a few years, like you said earlier, they're rolling, you know, three, even four lines. I mean, you know, with with the old guy, with the old coach, it was, you know, let's just run two lines. That's it. We're going to, you know, let's double shift Gabrick. It, it, you know, he never – I have faith now when, you know, the Pouliot, Brassard, and, and – um, that line's out there, I have faith that they're going to maybe put a goal in or, or they can score. And, and even when, you know, they're the fourth line now, Boyle, Costello, and more. I know Jimmy hates Boyle. He, he's he's not that bad. I, he's in the not fourth great, line, you could, you could tolerate him in the fourth line. I think he does what, you know, as long as he seems like he's energized with these two guys. He looks like he's more involved. And, you know, we've, we've both – we've seen the playoffs the last two years. What what really beat us in the Devil and the Bruins series? Their fourth line outplayed fourth line. our fourth line. Yep. No, that's that's for sure. I mean, uh, it's perennially been the Rangers' problem under the Tortorella era in the playoffs is the other team's fourth line has, you know, has been beating us to death, whether it be the Bruins' fourth line or, like you said, the Devils and – the Capitals, I, I, I mean, even the, the Capital game series used to go. They went to seven games, and Ovechkin had like one goal in like both series. You know, like they've been pretty much shut down Ovechkin. You got to worry, worry about the Jason Chimeras and the, the, the yep. Joe Wards and all these guys. So it, it's good that we have that fourth line now working for us. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, you know, I, like I said, let the Callahan situation play itself out and. Whatever happens, happens. I, I can't see them getting anything remotely, you know, fair value. I did see one report maybe they would look to swap him for Molson, a rental for a rental. I, I, I just, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't mess with the culture the way this, the way we're playing now. I, everybody's buying in, everybody's happy, and, and you know, we're happy. I, I just, I just wouldn't mess with the culture right now. No, I think that's what I would do too. But I would like to see them get it resolved at least. So he isn't going anywhere. And let's put it there to bed. Exactly. Uh, right. And hopefully he gets back home from Sochi, right? Who knows what what's going to happen over there? I mean, like Jimmy said earlier, I've been seeing horror stories already over there. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you read? Uh, did you read the Daily News today? Yep. <laughs> did you see Philip Bondi's column? about how it took him 48 hours to get there and he didn't sleep, and then he gets there and he's trying to take a dump and somebody walks in on him. <laughs> there's no toilet there's paper no, or something? There's no hot water, there's no internet. He's like, it's like he's in World War II. <laughs> God bless him for going over there. He's in Leningrad. Who knows? 
what's going to happen over there. I, I know you guys aren't into it. I, I'm loving the fact that the NHL players are going over there. I was totally into it the last Olympics. Just, you know, you just cross your fingers and, 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 and hope no one gets hurt. I know it's a different style. It's not as physical, but you still you just don't want to see something freak happen to anybody. Maybe cross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe cross. No, I'll be into it once it starts. You know, I'm, I'm like a curmudgeon when it comes to I'm messing with my NHL. But once it starts, I'll be full-fledged into it, you know. And what's USA? They rank like, what, the fourth best team? Uh, between I think they're saying them, have... Russia, and, and obviously Canada, are, are, and, and, you know, and obviously Sweden. Okay. We'll All see right. what happens. All right, All right brother. All Thank right, you guys, for calling take in. Care. Take care. Take we'll care. talk to you soon. All right. All right. Well, Jim, another one in the books. And we got one more call. Oh, bring him on. Bring him on. Uh, Cutter. Hey, Jim, how are oh, you? Shut up, you bitch. Not, not much. Um, got any snow in Arizona? What's that? Do you have any snow in Arizona? No, not even northern Arizona. Very dry winter here. Wow. Well, me, me and Eddie, we both got as much. We got more snow than Sochi does. That's right. Really. Yeah. But the only difference is where, where the only difference is where you live. People don't panic where it's when it snows, right? I mean, Eddie, they're they're practically cannibalizing each other on Long Island. It sounds like. No, people who live in Toronto are kind of pansies about the weather as well. Are they? Yeah, pretty much. But my I digress. <laughs> Very funny. Anyway, um, the reason why I'm calling is to discuss about how, Tor- how Torts and Sullivan pretty much have brought Vancouver to crap. Are you out of the mall or something? What? Are you calling from the mall? What is it? What, what is going on there? What? What do you mean? What do you mean? There's there's something on my line. You don't hear all that uh, crowd noise? Cutter, I wanted to ask you, um, how is Canada taking to Tortorella? How's they feeling up there? Well, um, they were kind of embracing him, and then he got into that um, altercation with the cow. Try to get into the Calgary dressing room about that line brawl, and then Vancouver has. Vancouver has really dropped like a stone since. <laughs> what? If, <laughs> oh, that's it. There it is. Oh, you're laughing at me, aren't you? And then no, no, no. I'm coughing. I can't once. Once I stop <laughs> coughing, I can't stop. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong, but you're wrong. Haven't you guys, haven't you in the past few, haven't you in the past few years been ripping on Sullivan more than Torts? Ripped on them both. Uh, ripped on them both. I mean, tor- uh, we ripped on Sullivan because he never smiles. You know, he's never missed and, a sunshine. And and also because of the of the Rangers' power play. And I mean, it was a great idea getting rid of Sullivan. But getting rid of Torts to Vancouver and then getting Vancouver's coach back, you should have just made it a trade. 
Should have been a straight-up trade. We would have ripped them off. Just like we ripped off McDonough from Montreal, if that would have been the case. I'm so oh, glad to have a... So glad to have a decent human being in a press conference address all questions and just answer them and then be on his way rather than in a battle every night. Next question. What a great man Elaine Vigneault is and what a petty little... I mean, mean, Vigneault's good. I mean, Fignol's good and all that, but I mean, the play, the playoff failures he's had seems like a little bit of a concern, wouldn't it, for the Rangers? I'll worry about it when we lose the cup. But right now, you know, there are a lot of factors that go in why you don't win. Could have been the goaltending. We don't know. They were ready to, to crucify Luongo over there. They were saying it was his fault. They wound up keeping him over Schneider. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned about New York Rangers hockey. I don't care what happened in Vancouver. I don't care what happened when Vigneault was. I'm concerned with the Rangers. The Rangers are playing well. They're entertaining the watch. Cutter, you watch the games. You know. They're they yeah. getting yeah. contributions. Yeah. So I am uh, not worried about that yet. If the three years they go to the finals and lose or go to the semifinals and lose, then I'll worry about it. Right now, I just want to get to this show. Oh, brother. That's true. That's true. Brother. So, anyway. That's the so, story. Brother. All right, Cutter. I've got a mambo. I've got to uh, clean my gutters. No, my yummy, yummy cupcake. Yummy, oh, yummy cupcake. Fuck that. Fuck that that's shit. Exactly. That's, that's your classic. That's that's my clip. That's right. Not, that's your legacy. Not this disaster. <laughs> New York Islanders. Oh no! Oh no! I hear him as much as they Ottawa, but that's besides the point. It was great rhyming. In that I'm getting a new. Letter. I'm going to get a new keyboard. <laughs> why? The old one sounds just fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. Why would you mess with perfection? <laughs> why would you? Why would you get rid of that keyboard? Well, it's early '90s. It's very outdated. Oh, it sounds wonderful. No, sound like paper. No. No, I no, I no, I found a good one for forty bucks at Future Shop. So I'm going to grab it. One of these. All things. right. You invest that money wisely. I do. I really do invest money pretty well. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah, take care, guys. Take care, Cutsy. Take care, Cutter. You really made, he, made me stay around for that. He really is something, isn't he? Oh, he's something, all right. He's loyal, if nothing else. If nothing else, he is extremely loyal. Just like the rest of us. Just like the rest of the Ranger fans that joined us tonight. Of course. I, for some reason, I can't speak now all of a sudden. I think it was that yummy, yummy cupcake song. Fuck that. 
Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you still have that cupcake thing at the, uh, the mausoleum? <laughs> I don't know. That tattoo lose? That tattoo fall? <laughs> what a fucking flea market that thing is. <laughs> Is a fucking flea market. <laughs> fucking DPHO handing out your hot dogs. Fucking pretzels. <laughs> fucking PF Wangs. PF Wangs. <laughs> <laughs> like a knockoff. That's true, Cutter. I don't. The, the, you didn't get boomed. That's like the first time ever. Anyway, I love you, Ranger fans, and I know you love us, so it's this mutual. This should be Cutter's new theme music when he calls in. Rangers are rocking and rolling. Are they playing the Great Edmonton Oilers tomorrow? Yes. Oh, Sam, Sam, look at Justin Schultz, Sam. Oh, David Perron, what a pickup, what an acquisition, Sam. This team is fast. This Yari team is Curry young, night. Sam. Sam, this team is... What? They only have eight wins? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tomorrow night, They're the good. honor the great Marty McSorley. It's uh, Michael Groshek week at Madison Square Garden. <laughs> oh, Sam, look at the Oilers. Sam, look how great they are. Anyway, uh, that's it for me. Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys soon. Take care, everybody. Edward, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Blue Shirt on the Ground Radio, Facebook, here, there, and everywhere. Good night, everybody. <laughs>